And there's no mention of Phantom Menace. I've got a soft spot for the old one. So I've got a soft spot for the prequels. You're softy. <laughs> yeah. You're softy. There's a certain nah. You like Jar Jar <laughs> Welcome to the Lockdown Yard Podcast with me, Ed. And me, Charles. Where we discuss all things TV and film. We're not experts or people with deep industry knowledge. We're just fans having a group chat with all of you. So enjoy the show. And see you in the lockdown yard, baby! Okay, we are back and we have a new guest on the lockdown yard. And I have to give her the introduction. The first introduction, Nana, you know which one it is. The first introduction? You know, you have to be the hype person. I have to hype this person up so she comes in with the energy. So, she has been known by many names, the dancing diva of AMC. She's been known as a Hoovian by heart, and she is one with the force. She's here in the lockdown yard. Hannah, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I was already hyped before you did that nice intro. There we go. Overhyped now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Finally made it onto podcast, which I love. I love what you guys do, so I'm very excited. Thank Thank you, thank you. you. As our resident Star Wars expert, you're going to educate me a lot, first of all, (laughs) because... Uh, for the first time on this podcast, it was going to come eventually, but the mm-hmm. day has come where I finally revealed to the world that I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. That's right. Disown me if you want, film fans, but... Yeah, I already disowned you. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> I thought, you think you know a person. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like there's some franchises where, as a film fan, if if you're not really a fan of them then you're kind of disregarded which i don't really care about but yeah when it comes to star wars i've never really felt the hype deep down in my heart but i've watched enough of it to you know have a serviceable contribution so yeah man okay at least you've watched it oh yeah i've seen i've seen it it's just Mm -hmm. whether i feel the same passion for it as i do other franchises not so much well it's lucky i really love it me and charles can talk about it all day i think yeah that's true hopefully by the end of this by the end of this episode you might have a brand new passionate star wars fan we'll see we'll see we'll see don't skip ahead to the end we'll find out stay right there don't 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 be skipping nothing no spoilers (laughs) i kind of wanted to like see what everyone's like opinion was of um the star wars films kind of go around see which ones are our favorites see why um hannah since you're a guest would you like to go first which star wars films my favorite mm-hmm. oh my goodness like first of all are you a fan of the old school or the new school is the question ah, that's a better question actually yeah oh um the trouble is i'm such a huge star wars fan i do love everything they do <laughs> so <laughs> it's hard for me to pick but yeah i obviously really love the old ones um And then I actually liked the prequels. I love Hayden Christensen and Padme and the whole Anakin storyline because I love the little bits of romance we see throughout this franchise. Um, So a favourite, though, I have to admit, Rogue One really blows my mind. And I guess because it's so hard to pick between the others, I would actually say Rogue One. 
So yeah. Rogue One is your favourite all-time Star Wars film? Yeah, but only because I can't pick between the others. <laughs> okay. But it, it is really good. Have you seen that one, Ed? I have seen it, and I was, I'm shocked because I agree. But I thought you were going to pick one of the the Star Wars, Star Wars films back in the, the, the 80s and whatnot, like A New Hope. God, I'm yeah. embarrassing myself. I forgot the title. The second one, <laughs> The Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. The Empire, the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Yes, it did. <laughs> yes. I thought you were going to pick one of the old school ones, but you chose Rogue One, which is interesting. I, I enjoyed Rogue One a lot, especially as someone who's not really you know, familiar with the Star Wars lore too much. But I can't forget that Darth Vader scene, man. Mm. Oh. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was everything I wanted to see in the Darth Vader <laughs> <Yeah>. scene. <laughs> yeah, that's my choice, I think. Cool. All right. What's yours, Charles? Mine was actually going to be Rogue One. Oh, <laughs> Mine was actually see? going to be Rogue One too. <laughs> like, it was Great just lines. the most. It was literally the most grounded one of all of them, and it still had the force in it. With um, what's his name from? Oh, oh I don't know. Yes, his the, one the that guy says, with the staff. I am at one of the force. The force is one with me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly like him. Yeah, and the action was really good, and it wasn't. I thought it was so refreshing for it not to be about Skywalker family. It was kind of refreshing, I'm not going to lie. Oh, and absolutely. Yeah. I'm tired of Skywalker, man. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for a new family to take over Star Wars now. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. And yeah, that's why. Well, I guess I'll have to go, I have to ask, which is your least favourite then? And then which is your least favourite Star Wars film? Um, hmm. I, I still enjoyed it, but potentially I have to go with Solo. Oh, you yeah. see, I was going to say I think Solo is underrated. Yeah, I, yeah, I, you know what? I think it's just because, like we've seen in Rogue One, there's potential to tell stories with new characters. Well, I know Darth Vader's in it, but there's so much potential in this whole universe. And even though I did love, I love Solo as a film. Going back into Han Solo's backstory, great, but. Obviously, he's a different actor. Oh, I have a gripe. Um, I don't yeah. mean to interrupt you, but I have a one gripe I have to point out later on. Okay. Yeah, don't forget um, it, man. Right there. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm not going to forget it, trust me. Okay, okay. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? They didn't have to... They, there's potential to do so much more, as we've seen with um, like Mandalorian, for example. We don't always have to go into... Uh, existing character stories mm-hmm. unless it's done really well and they manage to use their special effects and make people look like they did in the 70s slash 80s which can't deny I do love when they when we see someone like that but for me just yeah probably my least favorite because it's not obviously it's not um Han Solo yeah it's, it's new, not Han new Solo actor. as we know it's yeah not, um, Harrison Ford it's not Harrison Ford. He 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 was he had some moments I think in that film, and that film wasn't entirely bad in terms of the casting of um, Donald Glover. I just want to say that point because mm. I love Donald Glover and Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Paul. Oh, Paul. <sighs> nah, I'm sorry. I love no. Paul Bettany too, but not in this film. Okay. <laughs> not really. <laughs> The thing is, you guys are saying, you know, it didn't have 
Harrison Ford, but I really enjoyed Alden Enreich's Aaron Reich? Yeah, Alden Ehrenreich's portrayal of young Hans Han Solo. I didn't mind that. Hmm. How so? He had the mannerisms and everything. I was I was enjoying his performance a lot. So and of, of obviously Donald Glover and the dynamic mm-hmm. he had with He's Lando good. and yeah. Was, I enjoyed the performances, so agree to disagree, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, but obviously I still enjoyed it. I just have to pick one that I don't like the the most, so you know. So you like <laughs> this over um The Rise of Star Skywalker? Well, I like the new films as well. Dun 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 no, uh, no, no. it happened. It happened. <laughs> you didn't even get to ask the question, it happened. <laughs> I like them. I like Ray, um, and BB eight and like the legacy of Skywalker continuing. Um, perhaps nah. some of it's not great. I mean, I just love it so much. It's hard for me to be critical, but um, I know why people are unhappy with some of the aspects of the newer films. Mm. But yeah, I I really loved them. I like how it ended. I saw it three times in the cinema. So interesting. Yeah, you know what? You're you're actually one of the most positive Star Wars fans <laughs> I've ever come across because. <laughs> Honestly, uh, from what I've seen on the internet in general in the Star Wars community, there's some apps. It's very divisive. The newer films. Some absolutely detest these. Uh, the newer ones. Some. Some swear the Last Jedi is just dead to them. It doesn't exist to them. Oh. And they think Rise of Skywalker was just a horrible attempt to fix the damage that the Last Jedi did. But it's actually refreshing to hear you say no. no you appreciate these films and yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But I have to remember my point. I just remembered from Han Solo. Mm. It was one of the dumbest, dumbest, dumbest things that kind of put a bad taste in my mouth for the rest of the film. It's how he got his name. Oh, so man. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. How he got his name was so dumb. Well, let me ask you a question. What's <laughs> worse, that or how Nick Fury got his eye? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like, I like no. how Nick Fury got Lost his eye. <laughs> no, they're both really bad. <laughs> no, because if that guard had a thesaurus on him, he could have been named something else other than Solo. There are so many synonyms for that word. Yeah, yeah it just seemed like uh, he was lucky he was named Solo, which was yeah, a bit, a bit meh, anticlimactic. They didn't need that, I don't think. Yeah, like we just know him, Han Solo. You don't need to explain that that's his name we don't need an explanation for skywalker like it they're their names it just felt a bit yeah unnecessary well, he doesn't have his last name so you know we're gonna make one up for him right yeah. here okay fair enough <laughs> so weird then i guess charles what's your least because you we've all said rogue one is our favorite and mm-hmm. hannah said solo a star wars story is least favorite which i disagree with but we'll go ahead <laughs> But Charles, what's your what's your least favorite <laughs> Star Wars film in existence? All right, I recently rewatched it just to make sure I was being fair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I literally watched it today just so I'd be sure I was being fair. My least favorite Star Wars film is The Last Jedi. <laughs> I appreciate what it tried to do so much. Uh... That I was trying to do it away, do it away from like the normal conventional kind of like twists you see here and there but they still did certain things the same way and i felt like they really forced it so much 
I just don't like that film. <laughs> so you're one of the people I was describing earlier when I said there's some people who swear the last Jedi is dead to them. <laughs> <laughs> Not dead to me because there are some very cool moments in it. Like I liked seeing old school Yoda come back. That was really cool. Like the original what Frank Oz one. And um, also enjoyed um, seeing um, Ray and Kylo Ren fight because I like the cinematography. Like that red room scene. I love the way that looks. Yeah, that looked great. It looked great, but Luke drinking green milk <laughs> on the front lightsabers of course. You know what? Oh. And, <laughs> I just can't do this. I remember the first time I watched that in the cinema, there was a big gasp when he threw that life's lightsaber over his shoulder off the cliff. <laughs> and that's when I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. okay, this is interesting. And from there, they were working, they were, it was they were working up against it. They were up against it from that moment because that's just something Luke doesn't do, man. And then afterwards, I see all these interviews where you can see Mark Hamill, even though he, he keeps going on record trying to deny it, but you can just see he was so unhappy with that decision. And he he's even gone on record saying when Ryan, Ryan Johnson, the director of that film, told him that, when he showed him the script, this is what Luke does, he immediately said, yeah. this isn't Luke. Aww. And then he took lots of convincing and eventually he did it. But you can just see afterwards in, in interviews, yeah. it just didn't sit well with him. He's never going to outright go and slander Ryan Johnson, but you can just see it, man. It's Yeah, it's kind of sad. Nah, man. But yeah, I don't want to rag too much on a film because... Like I said, there were very nice moments in it that I did enjoy, but some parts I did feel were kind of forced. The the Finn and Rose storyline, oof. Uh, I, I wasn't feeling it. I just wasn't yeah. feeling it. I didn't feel like it really took off the way they wanted it to, and because of that kind of ruined the film for me because it kept, it kept forced. Mm-hmm. But like, um, last point I like about The Last Jedi because... Well, the last thing you like about it, I thought you hated it. <laughs> Man, this, I have to balance out this film. <laughs> um, is the Luke Skywalker and Kylo Ren fight. Uh, the bit where he dusted off the, the dust from his shoulder. <laughs> I was like, okay. I don't see Luke doing that, but he looked cool doing that. That's so, I, I was going to say, he brings it back a bit at that bit where he's actually yeah. sat on the rock, isn't he? And he's projected himself to that sort of yep, Yeah, and the red sort and then... Kylo's so stupid, he doesn't even know. It's, there's like no footprints. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't even observe that. Focus or fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so more, angry. more, more. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. man. Do you think you got him? I'd <laughs> <laughs> uh, say, surprisingly, Last Jedi is not even my least favorite because. As bad as certain things in that film was, uh, it wasn't the worst for me. The worst was the the sequel to that, The Rise of Skywalker. That wasn't dun, dun, good, dun. man. I, I remember sitting in the cinema. I just I was just tapped out, man. And I felt like the actors were tapped out as well. I didn't feel one. They gave Rose a ridiculously reduced role. What did she? What happened to her in that? I actually don't so remember. So after the Last Jedi. You know the the community I mentioned before they hate they hateful lot. They really tore into her, the act the actress who played Rose, to the point where she deleted her. I remember hearing about yeah, that. She deleted her mm. socials. 
she just fell out of, of with the franchise, and you could see that in the in the performance. John Boyega as well. He's you can just see he he's a professional and everything. He gave a good performance, but you can just see the light wasn't quite the same in his eyes as it was in Force Awakens. You could just see that all the actors. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just in my head, but they just seemed tapped out of the wall. <laughs> I feel like the last years I took mm. such an impact on them, um, critically, you know, from professional critics and the fan community that they just lost some there's something lost man and i could see in their performances mm. and the attempts from what's the director's name jj abrams yeah to just fix yeah. that film it's like it didn't want to be its own movie it just wanted to fix everything from the last jedi and the most obvious part of that was when luke literally said what was that line a jedi must look after his lightsaber or something like that which was J.J. Abrams is literally telling Ryan Johnson, yeah, I, that was trash. Don't do that. <laughs> so, oh, man. I just felt like instead of being his own movie and a good conclusion to the franchise, he spent most of it trying to fix The Last Jedi and then just hit us with the bombshell, you are a Palpatine or something like that. Mm. I don't know, man. Mm. I was like, really? And yeah. then they kiss. I was like, where's this from? He literally <laughs> killed Han Solo. What do you mean you're going to kiss him? What? Uh, <laughs> you, st- you stabbed him like five minutes ago. Then you healed him. What? Uh. <laughs> anyway, man. Love is complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that film, that's why I, I feel like Last Jedi was not the worst. Despite what many people think, Last Jedi is not the worst of the Star Wars films. It's actually the rise of Skywalker. But yeah, people people gloss over it because, you know, he did Force Awakens, which people love. So, yeah. And there's no mention of Phantom Menace. I've got a soft Ooh. spot for the old one. So I've got a soft spot for the prequels. You softy. <laughs> yeah. You softy. <laughs> there's a certain... Nah. You like Georgia Binks. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a soft spot. You rep Georgia Binks. I've got Binks. a soft spot for the prequels, Aye. man. There's a certain excitement when you no. watch it. It's like there hasn't been any new Star Wars films for years. And you can just see the imagination and the, the excitement and the hype in that first that first film in The the Phantom Menace. And let's not forget, man, Qui-Gon Jinn, mm. Obi-Wan, mm. Doubles, Double Ender. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, duel of the yeah. Fates. I mean, come on. But that film was the worst one, in most people's opinion, for a long time. So it's just nice that we've not picked it as any of our worst films. Yeah. I like Times that. have changed. Yeah. Times have changed. <laughs> I'd say that film, in fact, all the prequels, as time has gone on, I feel like everyone just appreciated them more. Yeah. yeah. I love them. Literally, Charles and I are always doing um, Palpatine lines. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> Don't let him kill me. <laughs> no, no. That's what it, no, no, no. <laughs> just when something goes wrong in our lives, we just use the Darth Vader no. No. I'm afraid yeah. in your anger you <laughs> killed her. Oh, wow. I, I couldn't have. She was alive. I felt it. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's quite it's scary how good your impressions are. No. So yeah, we do we do love Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all the negative stuff. We still love Star Wars. I'm telling you, I can't, I'm not I'm not ever gonna hate on the on the prequels. There's something no. I do have a soft or oh, that sixty six. I'm like, yeah. damn man. Mm, order 66 do you know how many times that's been memed in life <laughs> you know, I went to a McDonald's this one time I went to some McDonald's and order 66 came up yeah. and some people actually went order 66 <laughs> in the queue see this is why style was so important it seeps into everyday life <laughs> it's pop culture mm-hmm. there's just something that the new ones just didn't capture me with um, I sorry. reckon it was probably felt, even though I, I enjoyed them, but then I'm kind of easily pleased. It's like, give me more Star Wars, I'd take it how it is. But there is probably a huge amount of pressure. Perhaps that pressure made the creativity of the storytelling vanish a bit where it has been so good in the past because, you know, Disney own it now. It's got to make money. So there's a whole business side to it as well as just the storytelling side so mm. yeah could could be the pressure True. but i don't think that's affected mandalorian or the book of boba fett so oh yeah let's let's get into it let's get into the tv world of star wars we've mm. talked a bit about the film so Indeed. what is your favorite i guess tv series that is there much to choose from am i being naive is it just mandalorian and Hannah. boba fett you are a catalogue of Star Wars canon and non-canon. Please tell us what what TV shows have we got in Star Wars canon? Well, we're kind of only really good at the live action stuff, right? So I'm not not sure about the Bad Batch and the Clone Wars because there's this whole animated area of this. But um, mm. we have two series of The Mandalorian. And then yep. just recently, we have had the book of Boba Fett. And then coming soon... On the twenty fifth of May, is Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes. Which I am so excited for. That's gonna, we're wait. gonna Yeah, we are going to talk about that trailer. Have, you, no, no, have yeah. you seen it? Yep, I've seen the trailer. The duel of the fates. <sighs> yeah. Oh, chills! Yeah. Chills. So, so much expectation and excitement for it. I mean. So many things I want to see. I was thinking about it today. I was like, "Oh, what if they do this? What if they flash back here?" Like, it, it's it's just so got so much potential. It's like making every Star Wars fan's day. No, okay, <laughs> I feel like you've got some theories bubbling already. I can feel it. You're like, "I want to talk about this." Yeah, you come on, just give us one. Put it out in the world right now. Um, I would like to see. I, you know what? Someone said to me, "Do you think they're going to meet?" Because I think in the New Hope, when they meet, he says something like, it's been a long time. And I'm hoping that the series finale is some sort of huge Obi-Wan Darth Vader fight. I think Ooh. it could still fit in the franchise that they have a, a fight. It looks like maybe... So before, so before New Hope, they could have another fight? Yeah, yeah, in this series, because I feel like the time periods could still suggest that there is a long period where they're not, they've not had any contact. Cause I think Luke looks about four or five in the trailer. And so, mm. and he's like a young 
well, I think he's like 18 or 16 when he meets Obi-Wan as an adult at the beginning of A New Hope. So there's still, there's a whole period of time there. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> that can still, that can still work if we, if they have their, their duel again. Or, um, what other theories do I have? Oh, oh, I really hope that perhaps Yoda makes an appearance. Yoda again? Mm. Yes. That would be good. Probably, probably it's like a ghost, right? Or not like, or like a call or some kind no, of. No, no, he, he's uh, he's alive. Okay, so I was thinking about who is actually alive in this period between episode three and four, oh, where Obi Wan's yeah. set. So he's hiding. Obi Wan's hiding, and um, yeah, obviously Luke meets Yoda again in episode five, Empire Strikes Back. I think that's he's sent there by Obi Wan, isn't he? Yeah, to Dagobah. Yep. yep Dagobah yep, yep, system. Yep. So maybe the Dagobah system makes a comeback. Wow. I don't know. I get very excited about all these things. <laughs> um, yeah, those those are my only two so far. <laughs> the big oh, two. Man. Those are big ones. I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing both of them on the screen again because I really one of my favorite films. I didn't make, I didn't say it was my favorite, but. My second favorite film is definitely Revenge of the Sith. Revenge mm. of the Sith is my second favorite film. It's not always. Revenge of the Sith, really? Mm. Yeah, it's just, it was the culmination, culmination of like what we knew was coming. Anakin yeah. turning to the dark side. And it was just done in such a, like, I couldn't have seen it happening that way. But I knew Actually, it was coming. Yes. I'll, I'll tell you this. The action in the prequels, especially Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. with, just so I'm not mistaken, this was the fight over the lava, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mustafa. The high, I've got the high ground. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Infamous. And he's like, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't don't oh. do it. <laughs> <laughs> he jumps over. I have a question. Why have lightsaber fights regressed since? Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. I, I did think that, you know, because in the recent ones, like I said, I just rewatched The Last Jedi. The way Kylo Ren just swings the so- swings the saber and it's just kind of like it's just hacking it over, like he's trying to get you, he's trying to chop you. Yeah. But it doesn't really have the same kind of like finesse that you saw in like the Mustafa fight when they weren't even touching lightsabers. They were going so fast that they were just like missing each other by inches. Yeah, you never had that in these new ones. But yeah, different generation, I suppose. The Jedi arts have been destroyed just like there was a tree in the Last Jedi. <laughs> Of course, yeah. <laughs> hmm. So yeah, I'm very, very excited for that. That was probably going to be my favourite, just because of you, McGregor, and Hayden Christensen coming back. But it hasn't and, happened um, yet. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say. Um, so you've seen the Mandalorian and you've seen Boba Fett. Do you yep. your, give us uh, your quick reviews on on both of those? So let's start with the Mandalorian. Mm. Well, I think me and Charles were together when we watched the very first episode of Mandalorian. That's right, isn't it, Charles? Yep, we were in in the cinema room. Cinema at work, and we hadn't Mm -hmm. seen anything at at all. Nothing. Nothing. So when the big reveal of Grogu, who we didn't know was Grogu at the time, was just a little baby Yoda... We just lost it in this room, didn't we? We were, we were like, we were fully like that bit in Friends with Phoebe. What does this mean? Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. And like, I'm so grateful for that moment because not, 
having seen that on the like internet had no spoilers just to have that moment that big reveal completely being completely in the dark about it was so special that's what you really want the early days of baby yoda really early days like it was trending as soon as it came out like nuts well, I think we got so lucky to actually not know and see any any spoilers on that. But um, yeah, for real. And since then, like every episode, you just kind of fall more and more in love with with Baby Yoda, and and then you're like so invested in the relationship with him and the Mandalorian. Um, so I really loved that part. I think what swung it for me with Boba Fett is like it related to something in the original three films and i know he's not like a huge he's not a huge character in the films he just became a huge character through the fans adoring this mysterious bounty hunter but Mm. i think because it you know it's his story from when han solo i think it's han solo kicks him into the sarlacc pit um (laughs) you know and taking it from there for me I, I Charles can tell you exactly what it's like watching the book of Boba Fett with me, but I was very excited. Yeah, oh, pfft, every episode, every every episode, just like, oh, what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Baby Yoda's here! You hear that flute? It's Mando. He's walking into the room. Ah, oh, Mando! <laughs> yeah, which it was. It's ridiculous. Like the amount of stuff we got in Boba Fett fan service aside you did get to see a bit more of mando's story and i liked how they kind of tapered that into boba fett because and i'm sorry there's one criticism i did have with boba fett it was the fact that boba fett didn't really do much except for trying to get to meetings and like schedule, <laughs> schedule meetings with this power ranger punk band like i i really wanted him to do more but he did i did enjoy the flashbacks um a lot more than i i, I yeah. appreciate them a bit more because he did show more of his character development and gave a bit more to the character, I thought. But Mando and Grogu came and saved that series, I think. Do you think? Oh, uh, man. Interesting. The, the thing is, I, I remember I, I tried to watch Boba Fett and I just, I wasn't into it, only be, not because of the quality of the show, just uh, a lot of things just didn't make sense to me because I didn't know too much about the Boba Fett character, but... I remember episode five when when the Mandalorian came in and it's, it's like he just took over the show, mm. and, and he had to repent for taking off his helmet, which apparently as a Mandalorian you're never supposed to do. And yes, and then he had episode <laughs> six with that CGI Luke Skywalker, which I have to ask, which which had the better Luke Skywalker CGI, Mandalorian or Boba Fett? Boba Fett, I'm fine. Yeah, I would say I really Boba Fett. You also see more, so you've got That's more true. of a reference, but um, I think, I don't know what they've done, and I'm, I'm even more excited for the making of Boba Fett, which I'm sure they'll put on Disney+, Plus, like they did for Mandalorian, the behind-the-scenes bits. I also really adore watching, but, um, yeah, I think Luke, like, that's what I was saying about Solo, when they bring back Luke like that, it's not always perhaps perfect, but I can really believe that's like a young Mark Hamill. Mm. And I really love that kind of storytelling that's available to us today to, to go back and do that. 
when it's kind of really good storytelling, not doing it for the sake of it. But. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to point, point out, when it's done right, and this can be very subjective, some people thought it was weird to see the guy who played Graham Moff Tarkin in like Rogue One, the old... Um, Oh yeah, the guy in charge of the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Seeing him, his face re- reanimated so convincingly, felt a bit discerning to people. If it's done well, like it was done in Boba Fett and the Mandal and the Mandalorian, my God, that lightsaber scene. <laughs> um, yeah, it works. But if it, yeah, it's just a very sticky area for some people <laughs> with the CGI usage. But I liked it. <laughs> but you loved it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed that episode i think that was probably my favorite episode yeah it was good to see luke just be a young jedi again and not the guy again with green milk (laughs) (laughs) you're not gonna you're never gonna get with this green milk thing are you he licked he he had a whole swig with that thing and it was still dribbling down his beard and he smelled like Uh. "Ah, no (laughs) let that image sink in and then tell me i'll let it go no Man, I remember people had a huge issue with the obviously the milk thing, but the fact that he nearly killed Kylo Ren, which is again mm. was so against the Luke Skywalker character, apparently. So, mm, yeah, that was a bit crazy. Mm. Okay, I'll let the green milk go now. <laughs> <laughs> Random shout out, but do you guys remember? And this is way back in the day, the animated series Clone Wars. Yes, I love that. I have not yes. seen them. Aha, uh-huh. something yeah, you haven't see? seen. See, now oh, I'm the bad oh. Star Wars fan. <laughs> so you haven't seen that Mace Wind, that viral Mace Windu clip where he's just destroying everything? No, I haven't. Oh, now we got to send that to you. Okay. Charles, you know the drill. I know I got it ready. I'll just send it after this. Don't worry. I've okay. got you. But, but where? <laughs> when is it set? Obviously, it's set between um, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. It was like this promotional Cartoon Network series they did to kind of mm. bridge the gap between um, that time. And it features the introduction of General Grievous. And ah. oh my gosh, it's so good. Um, it's amazing. That's, it's amazing. The animation, I don't know if you ever watched um, Samurai Jack no. or anything like that, but the artwork is similar. Art style, literally. Oh. Very, very similar. I just style. remember that Mace, this is the best rendition of Mace Windu we've ever seen. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll look forward to so seeing the clip. Check it out for sure. And speaking of animated characters, I think that Bane who appears in the, Bo- the book of Boba Fett is from one of the animated series you know the blue guy the blue, <laughs> the blue, the blue guy, guy yeah. oh, the, the big blue red guy, eyes the blue, um, cowboy guy yeah he was intense when he came on screen just talked yeah. so low and everything and just every time he talked he kind of tilted his head up so it was like you were talking to me <laughs> <laughs> are you talking to me mm. i tell you what i just had a fall i think with the Mandalorian, the stakes are a bit higher because it's like, is it the Galactic Empire or, or um, you know, they want Grogu for his, to use him as a weapon or to get him on side. I feel like with the Book of Boba Fett, it was just about Moss Eisley and Tatooine. And obviously that, that is quite interesting. 
but I think where it had in the Mandalorian the enemy was like the big enemy like taking over mm-hmm. all the all the um is it it's probably the first order before yeah I think it's first order yeah so I feel like perhaps that makes Mandalorian have a bit more of an edge because the stakes are higher I think that can affect the series sometimes See, this is this is why I I, have, I like to have a very range a very rounded range of people around me who have different interests because I would never have thought of that. So I wanted to mention one more part of Star Wars. Mm. Did you me. ever play any Star Wars games? Yes, I did. I sleep Star Wars Battlefront, and I loved it. I haven't, but um, my friend Jordan has, and when he said when he was watching the uh, new trailer. Mm-hmm. He was like, I think there's so much stuff from the Jedi Fallen Order game. Oh yeah, in Obi Wan, like so. Sometimes I need some gamers to point out these similarities in the films or new series and tell me who characters are because, obviously, I'm very knowledgeable of the films and. Like Charles has one of these books that I brought, which is like 500 pages about Star Wars, how they made it, the journey all that but when it comes to some of these characters that have progressed through the games or through the animation series i need i need help basically (laughs) 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 i'm not up to snuff (laughs) Um, one day you'll play a star wars game (laughs) yeah yeah one day i'll probably be in one of those academies and learn how to like be a jedi and and i'll do lightsaber training just do that at Disneyland. Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> get to the Disneyland experience. And get your own lightsaber. Ooh, what color? What color lightsaber would you have? Both of you. That's a good question, actually. Ooh. Blue. 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 Why blue? Yeah, there's different blues, you know, they and look, I they just look the best. I've seen one that's much more of like an aquamarine, turquoisey, light blue. So it's not like the traditional kind of Luke Skywalker blue. It's um, lighter, more like sky, okay. sea, aquamarine. That's yeah, I, need me that, I need me that Luke Skywalker joint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the authentic lightsaber of the Skywalker <laughs> blue. Just, I think at the end of um, the last film, Ray has a yellow one. Or did I make that up? Yeah, yeah I remember I that. I yeah. Like... You like the yellow one? All right. Mm. Yellow, yellow. I wouldn't choose yellow. You wouldn't choose yellow? Ooh. No. Which one yeah. would you pick? That definitely aquamarine. What's your one? What's your one, Charles? I want a dark saber. Oh. <laughs> what, the red ones? No. No, nah, dark saber. Like the, the big sword that Mando has. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay, all right. Yeah, the sword one. I would like that one because that looks so cool. That looks so cool. And it looks like an actual sword. That's so cool to me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That was cool when that was revealed at the. It was towards the end of Mandalorian 2? Series 2? Yeah. Yeah, Darksaber. Yeah, apparently it was really heavy to wield or something like that. Mm hmm. Yeah, I thought that looked really cool. I mean, it, it did look like it would be a hassle to to handle, but I feel like I could I could take. I've been going gym. I, I could probably lift it. Like, I can wield the hammer. Right, I can right. wield the. I've been going to. I can lift the sword. 
What's the next? What's the next um, Star Wars film that's coming out? What's the next live action film lined up? Was there nothing in the pipeline at the moment? It was meant to be one with Patty Jenkins directing, the lady who done Wonder uh... Woman, and it was Rogue, Rogue Squadron. Oh, is that okay. still happening? I don't know if I, that's still happening. I haven't really heard anything about that? Yeah, I don't know if it's delayed or something. You know what? One of the one of the big tragedies in the Star Wars verse, and is, this has actually affected another huge TV series. So, do you remember the guys who took charge of the last few seasons of Game of Thrones? Mm. Yeah, and D and D are their initials. I need to find out their names properly, but everyone just calls them D and D. So, what did D and D do? They got signed up to do a non now you know non existent new Star Wars trilogy. Hmm. So, oh, okay. In order to get to that, they rushed the last few seasons of Game of Thrones. That's why we, oh. we got so few few episodes in the last. You few know, seasons. there's a reason to that mess. There was a reason why. And Star Wars <laughs> was to blame. Oh my gosh! So the fact they rushed Game of Thrones the last few seasons for it to finish like that, which you know, a lot of people are unhappy with, and for all that for nothing essentially. Where's our Star Wars trilogy? If you're going to ruin Game of Thrones, <laughs> give us yeah. our Star Wars trilogy, and it's it's just not happening. It's been cancelled. So now I'm just like, ah, what a waste! What a waste! You just ruined Game of Thrones for nothing. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, man. Never gonna get it back. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, there's you know, there's a new series, a Song of Ice and Ice and Fire. Oh, I don't I'm remember sure the actual that. name of it, but yeah. Sorry, this is my last question I could think of. Okay, tell us. What's your favorite Star Wars song, like score? Star Wars song? You know, a piece of soundtrack from the Star Wars universe. Oh, okay. Well, it has to be be Duel of the Fates for me. Mm. Duel of the Fates, okay, okay. I actually like the fanfare. Like the, it's, I'm sure it's called. Yeah. The classic one, okay. Classic. I feel like you you weren't trying to you weren't trying to hum that, huh? Like the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do some sort of audio guide. What's the fanfare? Nice. Mine wasn't any of those. Mine was actually just Piro March. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh wait, was it maybe? I don't want. I, I might reconsider. Hold on. Are you think you're, you're thinking about it? Because <laughs> that was my ringtone for a while. Mm-hmm. For some people, yeah. my manager calls me. That's my ringtone. Oh. <laughs> um, mine was actually, <laughs> mine was actually uh, the uh, the Luke Skywalker looking at the moon one um, um, on Tatooine. And oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, yes. I like it. That kind of set me up for the vibe story when I first watched Star Wars. Like more than anything else, it was like that really made me feel like it was a, a different world than Earth. Mm-hmm. So yeah. You know what? You know, that brings me on to something I did want to discuss, actually. Mm. And don't kill me for this, but I actually watched the Star Wars Family Guy (laughs) trilogy before the originals. (laughs) Oh, wow. No way. Yeah. So when I watched those and then afterwards, I was like, no, let me go back and watch the films they're actually parodying. It did make me appreciate the older ones a lot more. Mm. And I can't. In my mind, I can't get that scene where they brought John Williams' whole choir 
his whole um, orchestra <laughs> to do um, a rendition of that song you just mentioned, Charles. Oh, I don't yeah, remember like, the actual name right of behind it. Him. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, John Williams. <laughs> yes, that's my jam. Okay, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. But Duel of the Fates. I mean, for the very first yeah. second, man. Come on. Yeah, that 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 song is amazing. I'm saying in terms of iconicness. Oh yeah. To yeah. me, as as a fan as I am, I feel like that one's the more iconic one. But Duel of the Fates on Mustafa. My blood was pumping. I was like, "What's going on?" Yes, the, the, the choreography and the interchanging of like Yoda and and Emperor just like fighting in the Senate. Mm. That's just amazing. That, that was one of my favorite scenes in Star Wars. You know what? One thing I will say is Star Wars has some amazing iconic music. Like all three of our choices will be great answers, and there's even mm. more we haven't even mentioned. Yeah. So obviously the Imperial March. There's so many different track so the music john williams absolute legend so, you have to go yeah. one day to see them live like the best shows i've been to have been at the albert hall and they did one which was all star wars because i've been to some nice. which are like sci-fi themes they do a few star wars but there was one time where they had like the full choir doing jewel of the fates and that was just so oh amazing. my goodness oh, yeah chills i just got chills just yeah. hearing, hearing about that <laughs> yeah and then you know like they they do all parts of the film and you you if you have the program in front of you you go oh that's what that's called and and you just yeah you just realize how many mm. of those songs yep. are incredible and they do make you feel like you're out of this world it's a bit like i always feel like that with harry potter as well you know when you you hear oh yeah harry potter just has so much good music in these films mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. but it just takes you to somewhere it's like nostalgia but also you know you know it's about this far away in a galaxy far far away and you're just taken mm. there love it <laughs> special mention to this song it was played in the bar I don't know what yes. it's called, cool, but I think it's something. <laughs> that's the Cantina band. That's think, oh, the, something, something Cantina, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Family Guy made me appreciate that because you know, when they finished it, and then <laughs> they were like, "Let's play that one song again." <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I love that. I love that. And you see some of that back in the Boba Fett. Some of some of those musicians or similar musicians. I don't know if they're meant to be exactly the same. Yeah, I think similar. yeah. I love that. What was it what was the scenario question, Charles? Or was that about your favourite film? Oh that we can do that right now actually. Um because oh, I think I know what you're gonna ask me. Okay, you don't know. You don't. It's not the way the force works. Okay, you don't know. all right. You, you you do the scenario question, and then not if I'm right, you'll hear me scream very excitedly that I was right. All right, Ed, there's a lot riding on this. Hit her. Go. All right, all right. Well, to be honest, this this first one, I feel like we've, we've kind of answered already. But it was going to be if you had to record a podcast episode today on anything with no research, what would it be? 
What Star Wars related or anything? Nah, just anything. This is we're just finding out about Hannah and Hannah's film. Oh, taste oh, with TV no taste. research that I would just with know no a lot research. about. Yeah. Oh, and that's very no Star easy Wars question. We just done that. It's a very very easy question. It would be I about don't know the to it. <laughs> Charles. You guess the answer. Stock two. Yes. Yeah, but, but uh... specifically, specifically, which series? With which doctor? Oh. Mm. Can I say doctor? Because I don't know the series. Oh dear. Oh, okay. David Tennant's doctor, obviously, and mm. oh yeah, season agreed. season two. Okay. Well, I would have to cover series one to four, which I would know very very well. And the first series, Christopher Eccleston, and then from then it's um, series two, three, and four, David Tennant. If I had to narrow it down, series one and two. <laughs> Okay. And if you had to narrow it, narrow it, narrow it down, what would it be? Um, I think actually, you know, I love David Tennant. Series one had a greater impact on my life than me as a person. All right. <laughs> what with Christopher Eccleston? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Him and Rose, I love that. I love that um, dynamic they had so much. Yeah, exactly. It it was just um something very special. And then they had um mm. towards the end, Captain Jack came in. Uh-huh. Cherry on the cake. <laughs> you know what? David Tennant was my favorite doctor. I mm. think he's, a, he's, he's the most popular doctor, but he was just great. But there's one particular episode I remember, which I was like, this is even, not even just for Doctor Who, just TV in general. This is just brilliant TV. And I'm trying to remember the name. The, uh, what was the Angels? Oh, Weeping Angels. Weeping, Weeping Angels episode. Just as a concept, a horror concept. That was just amazing, man. Oh, it was like reverse Medusa. It's like you have to stare. Otherwise, you did. Well, that I was called that. Don't Blink. Blink. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. See, without any research, proven up point. Straight up. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I thought that was one of the best episodes of not just Doctor Who, but just... Of TV in general, I love the episode. That was, do you know what I thought was the scenario question? Shall I ask you guys what I thought you were going to ask me? Yes. Okay, so with the scenario, <laughs> if you were sat in front of Luke Skywalker and he presented to you the choice of the lightsaber or the Mandalorian chain link cute vest. And you had the choice between the life of life with Mandalorian or a life in the Jedi Temple with Luke. Which one would you take? Ooh. Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian's more fun. <laughs> Mandalorian <laughs> would be more fun. What would you have picked, Anna? What would you have picked? I think I couldn't give up a lot of things. I think the Jedi, you know, you're not meant to love and you're not meant to have possessions and I think I'd have to go with the Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what seriously I thought when you said there's a scenario question, I was like, it's so I thought it was so specific and related. So literally just finding out what you know, kind of taste in T V and film really. Just Yeah. Just bring him on you. Okay, I've got another <laughs> one. I've got another one. Sure. What is what is your rule for when you start a TV series, how many episodes do you give it? to grip you 
if it doesn't from the first mm. episodes um and can you give an example yeah i'm trying to think now if there's been a series where i've not been into but i've kept with it probably probably something like angel you know the buffy spin-off i think I, if i remember rightly okay. i remember sticking with it to get to the bits where spike come comes into it um <laughs> uh yeah i think sometimes the spin-offs you need to give a bit of time mm. how many um, episodes would you say you give it is there an episode limit or you just go with the vibe uh i think if, if it hasn't gripped me by like five or six then i i could probably give up i'm quite good quite at sticking with a show there's just been a couple of shows one in particular me and charles have not finished together but I've pretty much oh, yeah. watched the whole series, but then didn't watch the end. <laughs> I know that's oh, like yeah. not very good if you're a TV watcher. Yeah, we literally remember the series by remembering that we haven't seen the rest of it, not but not by what the thing was actually about. Because mm. we were watching it recently and we were just like, I don't remember these plot lines. I, at least I was at some points. I mean, I got what was going on, but like you kind of feel kind of fall out of touch with these characters. Mm. And the, the, the agency you, and all that. Do you think, in hindsight, Charles, we should have given up with that series? <laughs> no, that's no. cool seeing David Tennant be David Tennant be sassy and whatnot. Mm. Yeah, that's that uh, was a good part of it. We're talking about good omens, just in case. We need to be clear on that. Well, yeah, no, yeah, I would say five or six. If someone said you need to watch this, I if if it was really boring me by episode five, I'd just be like. No, thank you. <laughs> five or six yeah. is very generous. Very generous. I yes. okay. I said five. Charles said three. Charles mm, don't got yeah. time to waste, man. <laughs> I mean, like, if you ain't got me by episode three, I'm out. You know how much I watch a, a week? I've lost count, man. I ain't got time. You gotta grip me in within free. <laughs> you have free tries, and then you're you out, know, man. There'll be some shows you're missing out on good content because you just haven't been patient. What if it's a show that? relies on that slow build to get to you the good bits in in those instances i accept it because i did that with ozark like people kept telling me from that from time to get early on even in gothic kept saying have you watched ozark this was in pandemic lockdown and i've only now recently rewatched um uh, watched it again and caught up to the late season so uh, in these instances i just let it go because i i understand um, it just didn't grip me first but someone can refer it to me and yeah, I appreciate it. Fair enough. All right, bonus one, Hannah. Okay. Give give us a film recommendation, like a low-key film you think is quite underappreciated that you reckon we should watch in case we haven't seen already. Mm, low-key film. What kind of feel to make it a bit more interesting? Because I know Hannah. Oh, go ahead, Charles. Do it. Oh. Do it. Oh, gosh. Make it a musical film. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Musical. Actually, I know more musicals in the theatre that I could recommend more than the films. Because actually, I think, yeah, what I've seen recently, I wasn't impressed with. Like, um, I saw everyone's talking about Jamie on Amazon Prime and didn't really do anything for me. So. 
I'm trying to think if there's been any other musicals that I've enjoyed. Have you seen uh, any of the the recent? Have you seen the West Side Story? No, not yeah, yet. I want to. I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that other one with Andrew Garfield? Tick tick boom. Tick yeah. tick boom. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't watched that. No, I mean, I don't know what um, films I've actually seen recently, apart from obviously I saw Batman. Um, yes. And I saw Death on the Nile. I haven't seen Death on the Nile yet, but I've heard good things about it. So maybe that is one. Yeah. I can tell you my favourite film, which is really out there, which you probably have not seen. Hit me. Okay. It's called The Mannequin. I have not heard of that. I have not heard of that. Mannequin. (laughs) Mannequin. Mannequin. No, it's not horror. That sounds like a horror to me. <laughs> the mannequin. In my head, I just had a mannequin that just stands still, waits for people to walk by and kills him. Oh, no. This mannequin is Kim Cattrall, and she comes alive. Oh, my oh. God. That sounds kind of scary, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It's, it's not scary. It's like quite... It's an 80s film. It's uh, like mannequin. rom-com. It's fantasy. It's uh, right. stars Andrew McCarthy. Um, it's just really feel good. If you don't take it seriously, obviously, like, and it's got some really funny moments in it and great characters. And it's just one I think I could watch again and again. It's I love the soundtrack. It's just total 80s fest. We love a good 80s, 90s film around here. Mm. Just the raw performances before stars blew up. They just had the passion in their eyes. Love yeah. It. <laughs> All right, I've, I've Googled it, I've noted it, I'll check it out. And I think that's us for today. So, yeah, hope you've had fun, Hannah. Thanks for yeah. coming on. Thank you yes, for having thank me. You. Finally, we got her on the show. Yep, yeah, I know. I've, I've loved it. Thanks, guys. Now, take us away. Until next time, we are out. Peace.